Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. I got my friend, my girl, songwriter, Grammy winning, Carla Carter. Thank you for tapping in the ASAP, Carla. What's for going having on? me. I appreciate it. Man, this is long overdue. Talking to you offline before we started recording, I knew you was bad but damn <laughs> you got a lot of shit in the pipeline you got a lot of shit going on you you video edit <laughs> you graphic design you write songs yeah i'm all I mean, over the place <laughs> you a little educator you do a little bit of everything a little bit of everything a little bit of everything but you know we got to celebrate that we got to celebrate that and i was telling you too like since i've known you for I don't know how long we've known each other for years. For a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> you, you've always been very private. And I mean, I understand, you know, where we live at and the, the type of work we do. You don't want people to be friendly with being your face because they think you got an opportunity for them. But you as a, a black woman in this industry, male dominated industry, I would want to see more of you, you know, a little bit more public of what you do and your accomplishments? You know, I've um, been told that and I've been working on that. Honestly, it kind of goes against my nature a little bit. So I have to be more intentional about putting myself out there because, you know, like I was raised in one of those households where they, it's, it's all about humility. I, I was raised in a Christian household. So, you know, right. and I was raised with brothers and sisters. I come from a really big family. So, you know, it was it was always kind of, the vibe was everything's not about you, you know, and I think I kind of took that into adulthood and that's kind of ingrained in me, honestly. Um, and it's something that I've been intentional about breaking a little bit like I don't want to go overboard but I I am very conscious of uh you know just trying to think about things outside of myself so I think that's probably the way that uh the reason that I present myself in that way honestly like and I just I feel like you know my grandmother used to always tell me she's like keep a little mystery about yourself you know and that just always stuck with me and and I do like the fact that everybody don't know my business. I don't want everybody in my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this but, whole social media thing, the fact that everybody knows what everybody is doing, it's just, that, that makes me a little uncomfortable. I, I, the world I grew up in wasn't like that. So, you know. I, I feel you. I feel you. But, and I hate when we do this to each other. I hate when we do this to our friends who are in the business, who are artists. Don't you feel, and I'm doing it to you, <laughs> but don't you feel like there's a little bit like of responsibility for you to kind of show women and like black girls, women of color, black girl, you know, whatever we're calling them. I don't want to <laughs> misgender or fuck up nobody's pronouns, but don't you feel like it's a little bit of your responsibility to kind of show like I'm doing this, I did this, you could do it, like inspiration. Is that your responsibility? Like. You know what I mean? I I don't know if I feel like it's my responsibility 
I do feel like it's important though. And I do feel like I share a decent amount. I'm not sure like how many people are paying attention, but I feel like I share enough, you know, like I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I feel this, that it's my responsibility. The people that are around me, um, the people that I come into contact with, I'm very open with the people that I meet. It's just not something that I portray online, if that makes sense. Um, It makes perfect sense. And I mean, you're very accomplished and you're accomplished with being Stealth Carla, (laughs) private Carla, you know what I mean? You didn't get these accomplishments and these accolades by, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Yeah, and to be honest with you, just in the world we live in, I just, I feel like that, oh, that would open me up to something I really don't want to deal with because I really don't care about people's opinions about how I'm living my life. And I think uh, that's one of the reasons I don't really always share because I don't care what people think. You know, like, and I don't really want to hear what people think. And I feel like when you put it online, it's almost like asking for what people think in a way, you know, it's like, okay, you put it out there. If you don't want people's opinions, then you probably shouldn't have put it out there. And certain things, I just don't care what people think. So I don't see the the need to, to put it out there and promote it. You know, the things that I feel that need to be promoted, I do. Like if I put out a new uh-huh. record or if I'm on a new project, or if I have something going on, you know, I promote those things. Um, and I am right. trying to be a little bit more intentional, like I said, about sharing more of of who I am, because I do feel like on some level that is important. Um, but I, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think anybody would ever get that whole lifestyle thing from me online. Like, I I don't think I would ever be comfortable with that. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> you can get more. I'll share more of my thoughts. Like, and I've been doing that. Um, but as far as, like, my life and letting people all the way in, no. I think, you know, some of this belongs <laughs> to me. Um, like, I just saw a post from Duran the other day. He was like, you know... <laughs> He said something, uh, and I'm talking about Duran Bernard. He yeah, said something about, you know, people wanting 100% of you. And he's like, nah, I'll give you a cool 88. <laughs> he was like, or a scientific 98.6. But <laughs> 100%, nah, I got to keep something for me, you know, and that's how I feel. You know what's interesting, though? Um, you pro- We probably do know more of you than we think because with this resume and you know these accolades and this grammy you have apparently poured yourself into your music and your songwriting you know what i mean that's how people get me (laughs) yep yeah that's how you will experience carla is this is it safe for me to say that maybe you're not as private as we like to think you are (laughs) you know online (laughs) online um, on social media on social media you get out. what i give you and in person the people that really know me i'm not and i'm not rigid i'm not closed off i'm very vocal with people that are around me people that i choose to share my life with um even people that I just come in contact with um i i do share a lot and that's why i say i don't feel like um i'm holding anything back from anybody because when i'm in my day-to-day just out and about and dealing with people on a one-on-one basis like i i feel like i put me into those interactions like i don't really hold anything back in in that way you know what i mean like i if if somebody asks me a question i'm gonna be honest about how i feel like i'm not reserved i'm not shy uh, I'm just private, yeah. you know, online. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think I'm, I think I'm pretty private too. I'm very active on social media, online, but I, I think there's an art too to, um, being. 
present online and being private. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's an art to that. Mm-hmm. Because I think I am very uh, vocal and very active on, well, I am very vocal and active on social media, but I think that a lot of people don't know a lot of things about me too at the same time. Yeah, because I, totally I didn't free. know. I didn't know <laughs> some things. <laughs> I didn't know how boss you were as long as I've known you. I had no clue. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's interesting too. Like, we talked about this offline. Um, I kind of don't, I would post like my my profession, my job. I'll post it, you know, every now and then. But there was a time where I was like very active on like, okay, look at me at work. This is what I'm doing. This is a show I worked on. This is a show I worked on. This is where my podcast is. I was doing that and people would, I was finding people hitting me up and like befriending me because they thought that I had opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was very disheartening and it's, and I'm just not that dude that you could kind of be fake with. You know what I mean? I'm going to call you out on it. Even my, even my family, you know, I got, you know, uh, uh, I got some, some family in television, powerful people. Um, you know, you could put two and two together and like I'll post them like in my story, you'll see them in the background or whatever, and then I get a bunch of DMs. But if I put, for all intents and purposes, if I put Michael Jackson all over my my Instagram, everybody's gonna be hitting me up trying to come to family functions and be like, "Hey, that's your uncle, that's your uncle." Right, right. Uh, so it's like I kind of <laughs> just stay away from that stuff, and you'll see a little sprinkle here and there. But people, especially in this town too, people want an opportunity and they would befriend you on some phony stuff and for the purpose of infiltrating your network and you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I learned so, really early on um to be careful with that. And I was signed to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So they kinda told uh, me up front, you know, be careful because a lot of people they know who they are. And they knew a lot of people would would try to use me to get to them. And they did warn me about that uh, really, really early on in our relationship uh, when I first moved out to L.A. And I had an experience with uh, some girls that I thought were friends. And this is kind of what actually made me shut down. I'm going to be honest in in L.A. Um, I met these two girls and one of them, I really wanted to work with her because um, I loved her voice. And I had been hearing a lot about her and I had a friend that made the connection. And I guess the way it was presented to her is, oh, yeah, she signed a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And in a way that works, you know, I like I'm not going to act like, you know, that didn't help me. The fact that I was signed to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, that that definitely um, uh, increased my visibility for sure. And, and I appreciated being able to say that because that got me in some rooms that where the door might've been closed. Um, right. but of course it's, it's, if the door is open, it's a, it's a whole lot of stuff that's coming in. You know what I mean? You just gotta be wary and, and have discernment about certain things. Um, so I guess the way that it was presented to her is, yo, she's signed to Jimmy Jim and Terry Lewis, get over there because you know, one plus one right. is two. Um, and she came with her friend initially and it was, it was, it was almost kind of like they, they, they tag teamed me because her friend and I got really cool and I ended up becoming really good friends with the friend. Um, not so much with her, her and I never really connected and I've just never been that fake person. Like if I don't connect with you, it's just going to be work. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go out of my way to befriend you or be, anything that i'm not like i just i've never subscribed to that and i don't have that in me i know some people that are really good they are great with all kinds of people they can befriend everybody it i'm not that person like i connect with who i connect with and with her i just we just didn't connect but with her friend we absolutely did and we just kind of hit it off and maybe about two or three months after her and i had established our relationship i guess her and the 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 girl that i initially wanted to work with the the girl that brought her um they fell out and they had an issue 
And she ended up telling me the whole story about how they came over there and the whole plan. They had a whole plan, Sean. Wow. <laughs> the whole plan oh, was some predatorial shit. Me. Yeah, that 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 was scary to me. You know what I mean? Because uh, to me, that never occurred to me that that was what was happening. That they had conspired this whole thing to get over there and become best friends with me, like. I'm just like, are you serious? Like people really think like that. And the reason that it scared me at the time was because I was like, yo, I I don't even think like that. And what another thing my grandmother used to always tell me is you can only measure people by your own yardstick. So if that's not something that I would do, that's not something that I'm going to be expecting. You know what I mean? So at that point, that let me know, you know, how how people thought. In LA, and I just, I just kind of shut down because I was like, I don't know who to trust. Like, I don't know if you really want to be my friend. I don't know if you're just trying to get over here to the studio. Or I don't know what it is. So at that point, I was just like, yo, it's business. I don't need no friends. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool with the friends I got. Like, and like again, like the the friends I have to to this day, I've been friends with them forever since before LA, since high school. Most of them, you know what I mean. So my closest friends, like I never met them on no music stuff. You know, it's very few friends that I have that I met in me. I do have friends in music, but um, most my closest friends, um, you know, they I it's, it's it has nothing to do with music. It never did. So, um, and I think that was kind of where I shut down. And that was, er that was very, very early on in my career. And I'm actually happy that it happened when it did, because I think that, um, had I not had that experience, it would have been a lot, it would have been very easy for people to take advantage of me for sure. Yeah, I, I, I see that, and I have my own experiences with that. I'm not in music or anything like that, but people try to befriend me because they think that, you know, I have an opportunity for them or mm-hmm. trying to get to someone, trying yep. to get to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Carla, Carla Carter, you know, with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Usher and all this, so hook me up with her, you know. So, I mean, that is kind of why, and I guess that goes back to what we're saying about the privacy and not posting too much of what you do and the accolades and stuff like that because those people do exist, you know what I mean? And it happens. You be friends with a person for four years, so you thought, and the moment you tell them they can't join you <laughs> on a session, they start acting funny. Oh, yeah. And brand new. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? But we're not about to just gloss over Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Those are like the greatest of all time they are i i you know their career i mean it spans what 40 50 years their career they you know, the are Janet jackson thing the prince like how long were you working with them like give us a briefing of how that happened so i was uh actually signed to them for about 10 years um wow and that contract we ended that um, because I wanted to move on and, and do the independent thing. And that was uh, actually last year, uh, the beginning of 2020. Um, I, I started working with them in 2005, 2005. Um, so from 2005 to 2021 or 2020, I'm sorry. Wow. So yeah, it's it a very long relationship. They are family for sure. Um, and that that whole situation is incredible. Like, to be honest with you, the whole time I was there, like, I, I was pinching myself the entire time. Like, I, I couldn't believe myself that I had made it to that situation, if I'm going to be honest with you, because I remember being... Uh, younger, like before I got signed to them, uh, I, it, you know, it's, I guess it's probably like a, a testament to the law of attraction because bef- I, before I didn't know anything about law of attraction uh, prior to right. meeting Uncle T. He was the one that introduced me to that. I think in 2009, he, he gave me the movie The Secret and was like, watch this. And I'm like, okay. Um, and prior to that, I, I knew nothing about it. Um, but certain aspects of it were already in practice in my life, if that makes sense. Um, Because I remember back in 2004, 2005, 
I had a job. Uh, I was working for a travel agency and I would sit on the computer uh, in between calls and I would just look at their website and nothing about their website ever changed. But I, I just studied their website. I studied them like I was obsessed with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And it it happened that way because I used to read back when we had uh, liner notes for albums and stuff. I used to read the the album credits and see I would always see their names on everything. I'm like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Uh so and I recognize that they did they did like they were the soundtrack to my childhood. They did all the songs that I loved, you know? Nice. Um so I would just sit there on their website and they had this one section where they taught people how to put together a demo. And they would tell people like what's considered a good demo, like how they listen to the demos and where to send the demos. So I knew a lot of that stuff by heart. And I don't I honestly don't I can't even tell you how the situation came up. I was signed with an independent company and it just worked out that way, like to where the consultant was introduced us to Randy Jackson and Randy Jackson. He was like, you know who you should be signed. No, he said not signed to. He said, you know who you should meet. Actually, no, let me, I'm lying. He started it, he started with, with, you know who you sound like. And I was like, who? He goes, Black Cat Janet. And I was like, oh, wow. And I had gotten that a lot. Like, I don't try to sound like Janet Jackson, but um, I always get that my tone reminds people of Janet Jackson. So, um I wasn't so much surprised when I heard that, but when he goes, you know who you should be working with? I was like, who? He goes, Jam and Lewis. And I looked at him and I go, as in Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, he looks at me and he's like, <laughs> what other Jam and Lewis is there? <laughs> so right, he right. made the connection. And um, at the time, Big Jim, rest in peace, um, was the person that he had connected us with. And Big Jim was the one that set up the meeting with Uncle T and Jam. And it was just history from there. I went over there. Um, and they listened to the records that I had and they invited me back to write at the time they were working on, uh, Janet 2YO album. And, um, I remember it was, it was probably about a month delay in between going to the first meeting and actually going to the studio because they were finishing up that album. But, um, yeah, when they got me over there. After that, it was just, they just kind of expected me to be there. I remember um, one time Uncle T looked at me and he was like, you know, we're giving you this opportunity. He was like, you need to be the first one here and the last one to leave every day, pretty much. And I was like, okay. And and that's, that's what I did. I was the first one there and the last one to leave for years. And eventually they signed me. Um... I remember I had issues with uh, my independent company and they had come to St. Louis uh, at the time they were working on Ronald Isley. And he called me and he's like, we're in your city, come to the studio. And I went to the studio and I found out we were working on Ronald Isley, did the record. And afterwards, you know, he could tell that something was off with me because I was having issues with the, the company at that point. And, um, he he asked me, he was like, what's going on? I, I kept it 100 with him. I told him everything. And he pretty much just kind of came in and saved the day, really. Like, he's like, all right, so let's let's fix it. He was like, his whole thing was you're too talented, you know, to be in, in this kind of situation. Um, so he came and that's how I ended up signing flight time. And I was over there for years. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Big Jim, shout out to Big Jim, rest in peace. That's one of my favorite oh, he's Janet incredible. Jackson performances. You know what I'm talking about? That acoustic, yep. I get so lonely. I get so lonely. Yep, that's everybody. When people say when people start being shady to Janet Jackson, I pull that up and I'm like, no, this girl is amazing. The stuff we hear her do is fun and for the studio and for the record, but she could really perform Mm -hmm. you know what i mean absolutely she could really sing she got a great vocal and that's a great representation of that that performance with big jim Mm -hmm. you mentioned randy jackson it's a no for me dog or her brother oh no uh the uh uh american idol what's up dog dog. (laughs) (laughs) the dog (laughs) 
that one. So you were signed to Flight Time. Were you in like Minneapolis at any point? No, they had uh, moved to Santa Monica at that point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I had always so f- been in the Santa Monica studio. In 2000, I think it was uh, October 2015 or 2016, we were doing a, it never came out, obviously. I don't know if it's coming out or not. We were working on a documentary about Minneapolis and the music. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was a uh, big foundation. Oh, of, yeah. They're the kings you know, of that over there. Like, they, them, Prince. Yeah. Like, they run that. Crazy. So, so you mean to tell me if I go back and listen to Janet Jackson, any Janet Jackson or Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis stuff from that time you were signed to them, a lot of it was composed, written, I hear you in the background. So the that, Unbreakable um, album was the only one that we did um, when I was signed because after 2YO, oh. she, she had left for a while and she's kind of doing her own thing. Uh, she was in and out of the studio. Um, honestly, Unbreakable, we have been working on Unbreakable since 2008. It didn't come out to wow. 2016. We started on that in 2008. Um, and then of course, uh, Michael Jackson died and she just kind of, uh, well, understandably, she just kind of disappeared for about a year or two. Um, and she right. just wasn't ready to work. Um, right, right, right. So it, it really took some time to finish that project. But the only song that I actually worked on on Unbreakable was Take Me Away. And that was number 12. What was the biggest, besides Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, what was the biggest, who was the biggest artist you, you worked with? In your eyes. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about like in stats and, you know, accolades and Grammys, but like in your eyes, who was... It could be either or. They both can exist at the same time. I honestly say, I say Janet because. um, Wow. I mean, I've worked with some really big people. Um, Like Usher. I did Usher. Like Shaka Khan, Charlie Wilson, um, Elder Barge. I've done some some Keisha Cole, Ronald Isley, of course. Um, Trying to think, uh, I met the Jacksons, the whole Jackson family over there. Um, so I work with a lot of people, but I think right. that the the only experience where I had where I just went nuts was with Janet. The first time I met Janet, I I, I lost it. Like I don't think because before then I could like I really I always held it together in the studio. Like I never looked at these people like they weren't people. If that makes sense. <laughs> But right. I think no, when I met Janet, I just wasn't expecting it because nobody told me that she was going to be in the studio that day. And I go to right. Jam's room and I saw feet behind the door because I, I would always just speak to everybody when I walked in. And I saw Jam was there. So I opened his door to speak and I saw feet behind the door. So I opened it wider to speak to whoever that was. And it's Janet. So I literally <laughs> like... <laughs> They still make fun of me to this day because my mouth literally dropped wide open. <laughs> it so dropped the wide of open. All time. Huh? <laughs> the greatest of all time. I know, like, Janet, right? And Janet Jackson. Like, how do you just randomly meet Janet Jackson? Like, so. <laughs> I grew up on the Jackson. I mean, who didn't grow up on the Jackson? I grew up on the Jackson. I grew up on Janet. But I even could tell you some Latoya Jackson songs. <laughs> and people be like, yeah. what? I'm like, no, nah, she has some tunes back in the day. So she has some did. tunes. She did, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope. And uh, Usher, that's what your your Grammy's for, uh-huh. Usher. Is that right? Yep. What um, song is that? Raymond versus Raymond. I worked on uh, Mars versus Venus for that. I'm actually singing on the backgrounds for that. And then I had stuff to do with a couple different songs on there. But Mars versus Venus was the one that I had the most to do with. And not because I know you and you my girl, but that's my favorite song on that album, too. Really? I think, I swear to God. That's so I cool. could On my... You know, you save the songs from the album. I don't have that whole album saved, but from that album, that is the only song I have saved. I love it. Well, oh I, I'm on I the swear. backgrounds on that one too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's my shit, man. Dope stuff. So, who do you want to work with that you haven't worked with? Uh, Rihanna, for sure. Rihanna is. That's gonna happen. Yeah, she she's go- always been on. She's at the top of the list. 
You know what? Brandy too. That they're, I'm gonna say they're equal. Brandy and Rihanna. I've not worked with either of them. So this is showcasing your range because one is, you know, the vocal bible, and the other one is a, a pop vocal, a pop singer. You know what I mean? You have the ability to, you know, make music for both of them. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to your talent and your range and your versatility as singer, songwriter, producer, composer, a little bit of everything. So shout out to you for that. So you grew up with like a lot of eclectic, versatile influence when it comes to music. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Oh, yeah. My mom was into some of everything. My mom was the weird kid. Like, I guess that's how everybody would kind of look at her. Her right. musical taste was was always very interesting and of course because that was her musical taste that it it was stuff that we were listening to so i was exposed to a lot um then she put me in piano when i was four um so i learned to play the piano i always played an instrument when i was a kid um and that exposed me to like classical music because you know that's usually what they teach you when you're when you're learning an instrument um, I played in an orchestra from 11 to 17. I was actually first chair, first violin in that orchestra. It was Cameron Youth Chamber Orchestra. Um, and we did a lot. We were actually really decent, uh, especially for kids. Like, we were a really decent orchestra. Um, wow. So, uh, it's a lot of range. I, I really listened to everything. I... Good music is good music. It the genre doesn't matter to me. I literally right. I I have rock songs that I love. I I I have country music that I love. Of course, I prefer R&B. Um but I have electronic records like EDM, um house music, hip hop. I listen to everything. I I got some some classical records that I like. You if you l- listen to my playlist, like people are usually like confused. Like I'm into gospel. They're, they're so like people scratch their heads when they listen to my playlist. They're like, how do we go from this to this? And I'm like, because it's good. Like, <laughs> you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And you and you did a gospel joint with twenty uh Trinity five seven, right? Some kind of amazing, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's an amazing song too. I love that song. That's the only song from that album I got saved. Now, 
um, that's a little biased because you know I know who did that song, but I love that song. That's a uh, a very like I mean it's a gospel song, but it puts me in a, in, a, in a great mood when I hear it. Yeah. When, I play. when I'm going through something, I'll listen to it, and when I need to be grateful and thankful and appreciative of what I got going on, you know, I, I'll, that's one of those songs. So shout out to you and Drew for that one. But um, you talked about children and you know, the education that you have behind music. What about this new institution that you created, Timeless TV? Could you dive into that? Because it sounds like, so my take on Timeless TV is that you guys are, well, I'm going to let you explain it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. So that started, um, like I said, um, Earlier in the interview, I I got to the point where I just kind of wanted to do my own thing uh, and go independent. Um, Not because Uncle C and Jam did anything wrong, just because I I understood the business a little bit more. And the first half of, I guess, my career, it was so much about the music industry that I didn't understand. I, I had just gotten signed and... Um, I, I only knew what I couldn't know, if that makes sense. Like I had books about certain things. So I understood the lingo with certain things, but I didn't really understand what it meant. And I started to find that there were so many people in the industry that were on the same page as me. It's like, we're, we've been signed for years. We've been making money in this business and we have no clue what this means. So I felt like there was a need to educate people that were coming into it. Because to be honest with you, not what I didn't know costed me so much. Um, and I, I, when I started teaching, because I taught classes at uh, Icon Collective, uh, I taught some workshops at 1500, and I have been just kind of working with kids around the world uh, since 2015. And... Um, the questions that I would get, it, it was almost like I found myself like almost wanting to mother them in a way like, hey, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I did that. And this, you know what I mean? Like, so right, right. I started to notice like I would get a lot of the same questions and students would come to me and say the same things. And I just felt like there was a need to share the information that I had. Um, and that's how right click was born. We kind of just started off as, uh, workshops and, and I got a tip to move it to YouTube. Cause it's like, okay, well, there's more people than the people that you come in contact with that need this information. So why don't you just put it out there on YouTube? And I had never thought about YouTube before that. Um, and I didn't really know anything about YouTube either. So at first, I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't appealing to me because like I said, the social media thing is not really right. me. Um, but I, I got used to the idea and me and Drew got together and, and we made it happen. We started putting together crash courses to kind of give information about things that some people wouldn't even think to ask about, you know? Um, and then we did the interviews and the whole point with the interviews was to just kind of go over people's stories. I wanted people to give the real. I wanted people tell me the bad stuff that happened to you because people need to hear this. Like people need to know right. that these are the pitfalls. Don't don't make it pretty. Like let's have a real conversation. Um and that's what we did and it started to take off a little bit and a management company um found us and they felt like, you know, something that people uh, should have and people were interested in. So um, it started to evolve from there. It's not just music now at this point. We mainly kind of focus on music stories, um, but it's it's a little bit of everything now just because, you know, musicians aren't just musicians. We're people. Like I sit on, I sit on uh, social media or Instagram and laugh at the same things that everybody else laughs at. So we just kind of expanded it to include other things other than music but we still have those interviews that we post um we'll get back to certain things like crash courses but right now we're kind of focused on just building out the audience and getting the people there that really want that information 
Yeah, definitely. I dig it to him. What I liked before the transition, before the revamp, if you will, or the rebranding, if yeah. you know, if we could say that, I liked how you guys went into, you know, the nooks and crannies of like songs and songwriting. You guys were interviewing songwriters, producers, and we don't hear that right or see that much. Mm-hmm. So I love what you guys were doing when you guys were doing, and I love what you guys do, how you guys go into the songwriting and all that. So, you know, definitely people could learn a lot from Timeless TV. What is the biggest tip you could give to someone that's trying to break into the industry? So I always say you have to really understand the business that you're getting into because what you don't know really can hurt you. Um, Those contracts, like you really do need to understand those contracts. You need to understand, you know, what a master is. You need to understand percentage and splits and, and, um, really um relationships like make sure that the relationships that you're entering into are really in your best interest you know what i mean because a lot of the the relationships that people enter into i think that's kind of like why they get screwed because they're with people that really kind of don't mean them any good it's just it's just business so some of the stuff like you you're thinking everything is all good and they're just kind of taking advantage of the fact that you don't know what they know, if that makes sense. Um, And that happens so often in this industry. Like you think these people are family and you think these people are friends. um, But when it come down to the money, like it's it's business, it's always business. And you have to understand that. So you have to understand business in order to, I honestly think understanding the business would would almost kind of help you to have better relationships because you're not in a position where you're being taken advantage of and you can kind of meet a person eye to eye because you know what you're supposed to have. You know you val- your value, you know your worth, um, you know what people expect and they know what you expect. Um, so even if those relationships seem a little bit more rigid, they are better for business, if that makes sense. So just really understanding the business is my is the best advice that I can give. Really try to get into understanding what you don't know. Ask all the questions. Ask all the questions. Never be afraid to ask questions cuz I think that's where I made the mistake. I just I always assumed that people were doing the right thing. I always assumed right. that people were looking out for me and that everything was cool. So I didn't ask questions. I, I, matter of fact, I didn't start asking questions until later in the career when, when things weren't necessarily looking the way that I thought they should have been looking at that point, you know? And that's when it was like, right. hey, what is this? And why, why is this like this? And, you know, and some of the responses that I would get, it'd be like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Have you guys been taking so, advantage of me? Like <laughs> so, The great thing about that though is that you're young, you you know, you still got your looks. You got a man, she's not single fellas, but attractive, you're young, so you got a long road ahead of you too. Um so you about to recoup all that loss and, you know, you're giving back. You're giving Thank back you. at the I same time. I appreciate that. Because uh, you guys don't have to do this. From your I mouth to God's know. ear. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, so I guess the, I guess the, the, the wrong thing not to do anyone getting into the industry, this goes for television too as well. Like know the business before you get in the business or while you're in the business, be learning about the business. Don't just be the talent. Exactly. Don't just sing. Learn your shit. Because sometimes you can't know before you get into it. And that's just the truth. Like, but when you are into it, you have to constantly be educating yourself. Don't get comfortable because you got there, you know, because there's so much more to learn once you are there. You know what I mean? Like, you got to ask questions. You got to be inquisitive. You got to be curious. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. What do you want to come out of Timeless TV? So, I do. I. I do hope to reach the people um, that really need the information. But honestly, as it grows, I'm finding that I'm just having fun with creating content for people. 
Like uh, I like sharing information and I never knew that that was something that I would enjoy doing because it's almost like um, I feel like a news reporter some days. Like I actually get <laughs> a, a lot out of sharing information with people. Um, and it's good. It's cool for me because it, it it's not my business. <laughs> it's the stuff that everybody else wants to share. So if I'm privy to it, then yeah, I'm gonna put it out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna help pass the word and help promote. You know what I mean? Like I I've actually started to really enjoy doing that. So. I'm hoping that it becomes a platform where people can just come and get information of all types. Like I talk about everything because like I said, m musicians aren't just musicians. Like, you know, I'm pretty well-rounded. I talk about, you know, what's going on in the world. And honestly, this gives me an opportunity because prior to, um, prior to this, um, I didn't really know what was going on in the world because I was so like focused on what I was doing. And now, um, I'm, I'm more intentional about figuring out what's, what's actually going on. So I know like what's happening in pop culture and what's happening, you know, uh, in, in music and entertainment and stuff like that. Um, and I can pass that on. I talk about money. Um, I'm very into cryptocurrency, uh, at, at this point, I'm Lord. very, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm bullish on it. Um and wow. uh I'm, I'm into history too so we even go over that i tell stories about how different businesses were created because that's the kind of stuff i'm into uh inspirational stuff like if i hear some quotes or if i know some some people that i feel like i've been inspired by i just find really cool quotes and and share um if there's some kind of uh, information out there that somebody has given to to help a person grow and become better I'll share that and give my thoughts on the end of it um so yeah it's I just want it to be a place where people can come and get whatever they need if it's money advice if it's inspiration if it's the gossip for the day you know if if, if it's learning how to write a song like whatever you know I want them to be able to come there and get it Explain to people publishing. If you own your master's, you're going to get your publishing. <laughs> the publishing okay. is attached to the master, basically. Okay, so master's and publishing is the same thing. And if you own your master's, you could license the, the music. How, how does that work? The person that owns the master is the person that's in charge of where the song is placed, who can use the song. Um, and the publishing that is attached to it is is basically everybody that was a part of that record, um, they get a percentage, get a percentage. of, of that record. And the publishing is how it's paid off, out, but it's paid off of where the master is placed. So say I, I own 50% of a master and I send it to be placed on some TV show. Um, if I if if I'm the person that owns the master, I'm the person that can license that over. I I can say to the TV company, yeah, you can use this, and the TV company says, okay, yeah, well, we can use this. Who all wrote this record? And I say, me and this person, and it's fifty percent. So then the people that are the the TV show knows who to pay once things start coming in, once the money starts, once people once they start making money then they'll know who that money is supposed to go to. And that's that's the publishing. Do you believe that Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, these, these online music streaming platforms, do you think that they are going to become the new record labels? Because now people are putting their own music up. I think that house, people you know? are going to become their own record labels. I honestly, I, I, and I see that happening fast. Hmm. I see that change kind of happening fast. Absolutely, because all, of all of the information that's out there, people are learning more and more because of platforms like RightClick, because of platforms like United Masters, because of um, a guy. It's uh, I love Dorian eighty two on on YouTube because of platforms like that where they're really getting into the business of this stuff and telling people what it really is. I think that right. people are, they have an aversion to these big companies at this point, you know? 
And a lot of these right. people are choosing to just do it on their own. And a lot of this stuff is way more accessible than it used to be. So it's not like back back in the day, I sound like an old ass lady. But <laughs> and, back, and don't look no no older than twenty one. <laughs> right. But back when that was not as as easily accessible. Like you couldn't just buy an interface, you know what I mean? Like if you had a thousand dollars. Like you, you couldn't buy an interface and, and a microphone and, and Pro Tools or whatever DAW that you choose to use. Like that wasn't that easy to come by. Like you had to right. spend thousands and thousands of dollars to have that equipment. Uh, so if you had a thousand dollars, it made more sense to take a thousand dollars and invest it in going to somebody's studio. Now you have a thousand dollars, you could put a whole setup in your room, you know? So. Right and spend a couple hundred dollars more and, and, and somebody can teach you how to use it, you know? So, so I, I believe that, um, people are just starting to wake up. They're starting to see that they can do this themselves, even with having, you know, platforms, uh, the, the distributors like TuneCore and, and DistroKid, it's 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 giving it's empowering people to put their own music out and people know that they can do this at this point i don't need to go to a record label and say hey can you get my music out to everybody you know um i can put it out and promote it myself and depending on you know your network and your community and who you're attached to um you know like you could you could do a lot like i know people like it's it's people in in my hometown that are are really freaking popular. The whole world may not know them, you know what I mean, but they can easily pull a show together and have two thousand people at that show because they are just that charismatic. You know what I mean? Like they have I'm that kind about of Jaquan. huh? <laughs> you talking about Jaquan? Oh yeah, him too. Like it, we had what what in St. Louis we had what we're considered like local celebrities. Like and St. Louis really supports their local artists, and that's another thing I appreciate right. about my hometown. Like I I I made it at home before I made it anywhere else, and I made it at home because because of the community there. Like the community really does support the artists. Like if you get into the right circles there like you you will have a lot of support around you like the people that actually live in st louis they love their artists like they support their artists like i still got people to this day songs that i wrote back in 2003 2002 i still got people back home that's like yo i still listen to this song every day <laughs> so you know the community at home is is really dope, and I'm 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 sure St. Louis is not the only city that's like that. Right. Um. But you know you get you you put something out, you could easily you know get a hundred thousand streams on a song. You know what I mean? Just just from having your community listen to it and make a really decent amount of money. So why go to a record label? You know. Why go and split that, too. you know, 50% with somebody, you know what I mean, that's just probably going to screw you, you know? And I think that's how a lot of people are, are looking at it at this point. Like, I, I can do it myself. I think it makes more sense to do it yourself, get it to that point, and then go talk to the record labels. Because then you they, they want to see you. They're coming to find you. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And you came from that era, too, where St. Louis was hot. Like, the mm-hmm. Nelly... The uh, Chingy Jaquan. Yep. I'm mad that y'all let Ebony Eyes flop though. It's kind of dope. <laughs> no. I, I'm See, surprised I you there. know about Ebony Eyes. Yes, oh yeah, you know. she has some heat. Uh-huh. She has some heat. Yep. What other? Y'all had another guy too, Pretty Willie or something. Yeah, right? Pretty Willie. Pretty Willie is actually he's doing his thing now uh, as an influencer. Yeah. He's he's really making waves like on on YouTube. I think YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was tapped into St. Louis. Yeah. And then we got a Fresco <laughs> Kane. He got Coke bottle out with Nelly right now. Like it's like it's we had a who else? A Taylor May. Um that I mean like it's legitimate artists in St. Louis. Wait a Louis minute. And you guys kind of like St. Louis kind of like um I mean she's from Tennessee, but like the whole Tina Tina Turner thing kind of came out of Right? Is that a part well, of that's from, a big part of the story? 
She's from St. Louis. Okay, 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 okay. See, I, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Wow. So you guys always kind of had heat out of out of St. Louis. And yeah, Chuck Berry's from from St. Louis. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a pretty decent amount of people. And and I think SZA lived there in in her younger years before she moved to Jersey. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe she potentially was born in St. Louis. I'm not sure. She's either born in St. Louis or she she spent uh, her childhood in St. Louis. So it's pretty decent um, artists that came out of St. Louis for sure. But Nelly for sure did open the door for a lot of people from our generation for sure. Um, because even my opportunity came from being in, in that crowd. The visibility. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah I was working with Dirty and T a lot. And that's where my opportunities came from. And now we got Carla Carter been in the game for you know, almost two decades. <laughs> everybody know everybody know your songs and then knowing a little bit more about the girl. I know a, a, a lot of people, uh, the Dawn stuff, a lot of people were, were familiar with that stuff. I think that's probably, that's probably the one that I had my hand in the most um, from, in terms of like creating uh, from the uh-huh. ground up. The Dawn stuff, I, I get recognized for that a lot. And it's so interesting, too, because she has, like, a uh, a huge cult following, you know. Well, she's avant-garde R&B. And I, looking at your resume and knowing the stuff you've done, that is very much the most um, innovative music that I would say that you've been a part of. Like Honestly, that those genre. projects... It, uh, out of everything I've ever done, I've I've worked with some really amazing people. But the Dawn projects, I'm most proud of those projects, just because I feel like we took chances that nobody was taking at that time. And it's funny because right. I'm listening to how music has evolved and what music was before we did that. And I'm not saying we introduced it. But R&B did not sound like that prior to Armor On. I think Armor On was a huge influence for a lot of the newer artists, newer songwriters and newer producers that are doing their thing now. Um, So in terms of just creativity, I'm most proud of that. And and I think if I go back and listen to any of my music, um, that the Dawn stuff is usually what I'm listening to. Just because we didn't care. Like, I remember when she first came into the studio, she's like, you know, are people going to like that? And I remember looking at her like, who cares, Dawn? And I, I feel like she had the freedom to do that because she was independent. You know what I mean? It's just right. like we were like, you. she she used to always say, I want to make rainforest music. That was her thing. <laughs> and she had this, this move that she made. She's like, I want it to feel like this. You know what I'm saying? So we made rainforest music, you know? And she's talented, the voice. Oh, she's incredible. She is incredible. Like some people think like, you know, that she's being enhanced. No, Dawn sounds like that live. She's probably one of the most incredible artists I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Um, But yeah, I'm most proud of that just creatively because we took so many chances. Like we pushed the envelope at that point and we didn't care. And I remember when it came out, we were all looking around at each other, scratching our heads because it went from like, it went from drop to number one in like seven hours. And we were looking at each other like, oh my God, because we didn't expect that. We didn't expect that at all. I'm going to be 100% percent with you i'm not saying this for for any kind of uh like interesting material like we literally were like what (laughs) and and it's timeless yeah we didn't think people were gonna get it we didn't care that people got it but we didn't think that people were gonna get it so we were scratching our heads we were just like are you serious right now (laughs) and it's crazy too because i knew that you guys was was working with her before that before the music came out Mm -hmm. but i wasn't like tapped in like that and i went to a show i I knew somebody who was on her team and i went to a show Mm -hmm. and it was packed like it was it was crazy like it was it was a nice venue. It was here in Hollywood, 
It was people knew all the songs. It was chanting. Like I was like, wait. And I'm like, wait, my friend, my friends did this though. <laughs> this is their music. Don that they is did for Don. to me. I, I I won't call her slept on because she definitely gets her flowers. Like she has her cult following for sure. And when if you meet a Dawn fan, they are Dawn fans. They they're no different from the Beehive and no different from the Navy. Oh, definitely. Like they yeah. ride for her. Do you hear me? But I don't feel like she gets the attention that she deserves because she's an amazing performer. She's an amazing talent. Like when I say she slept on, I mean she doesn't get the media attention that I feel like she deserves. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what though, she she eating off that work. Oh yeah, be, it's better to be warm than hot. And she's you she's comfortable. I, mean? I I she has that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she has a deal with Adult Swim. She's making all the music for this anime stuff. Like it's she yeah. she's out here. Dawn is doing her thing. She just opened a restaurant. She's still doing Dawn, and she's still doing Dawn in in Dawn's way, and and that's why I love her as an artist. And you, and you did her person. first three projects, right? Um, Armor on, White Out, and and uh, Golden Heart. Yep. Yeah, and she got the one that just came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's timeless music. You guys, you know, created a sound, and I would say that that is probably one of the first like avant-garde r&b alternative like projects that I, I remember and you know it's probably stuff that was done before that but you guys were the most consistent with that dawn stuff you know what i mean because you hear like some offshoots like the santi go but then you won't hear it no more but it's like dawn this is a product and you know waiting for the next project the next project complements the previous you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was just a whole thing even the visuals that was provided behind the dawn project was you know and she she had so much to do with those visuals too a lot of people don't know how hands-on she is with her own stuff like she she really is incredible she really is incredible like she's she's an amazing artist like that's that's the truth that's dope. That's dope to do some music, you know, with an artist and see them take it serious and see them, you know, make it come to life, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So shout out to Don for that. And shout out to you and Drew for, you know, creating timeless, timeless pieces and, you know, setting a trend, if you will. You know what I mean? Because there's an artist out here today that's working. I go shit on her, but I'm like, this reminds me of Don. <laughs> and any future projects that you want to? Nothing at the moment. Nothing at the moment that I'm. I really have my hands in. Um, my my focus has really been on YouTube. I got a call to do some Usher stuff, um, but that's that's about it like i've really not been active in or or intentional about trying to get in the studio because i really am enjoying building what i'm building with um teaching and you know giving information i i really do like that at this point um I'm not saying that I'm leaving music, but I think that's kind of what has my heart right now. And and I am the type of person that has to do what I'm passionate about. I feel like that's why I made it so far in music because I was really right. passionate about music. Like it wasn't just about the money for me. It was I love to do it. Um right. so I I feel like um that's that's what drives me and that's that's what I got to do. Um, and right now, what I love to do is is build this thing over on YouTube and build these these classes and these workshops. Like right now, um, we've been invited to submit a proposal um, by a member of the par- parliament in Tonga uh, to work with kids over there on music. Um, so I feel like teaching just kind of has my heart right now, you know. That's dope. That's dope. You've always had a knack for educating, mm-hmm. though. So this this makes sense, you know. And anybody who who know you could have seen this coming and developing into the timeless TV and writers' click. And Carla, before we let you go, what should our listeners do ASAP? 
Follow me on Instagram. I am Sunny underscore in California. That's S-U-N-N-Y underscore I-N-C-A-R-L-A-F-O-R-N-I-A. And follow the YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. Blow it up. <laughs> and I'm going to have all that information in the description of this episode. Again, Carla, thank you for tapping in with ASAP. This is long overdue. We got a lot of stuff to talk about because uh, I'm interested in what you got going on. But listeners, if you are new to this podcast, ASAP, make sure you subscribe, follow Apple users. Make sure you rate five stars, write a review. See you guys on the next one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.